Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win the very first episode of 2023, a brand new year, and helping me bring in the new year is none other than the phenom himself, an undefeated champion of conservative politics, Garrick Wright. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Garrick, happy new year. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's going to be worse than last year. <laughs> you and I both know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a scary thought. Although I remember when we were talking in 2020, I said, well, 2021 can't be as bad as 2020. And you said, oh, no, wait till 2021. <laughs> yeah. It does seem to get progressively worse. In some ways, it does. But Yeah. <laughs> well, Garrick, we have a lot of politics to talk about. But before we talk about the politics of right now, I do want to do a little reminiscing since that's the time of year to do it is right now. Yeah. So first off, I just wanted to point out to all of our listeners, especially our big fans in Tonawanda, <laughs> that we are now on 133 episodes of the show. We have over 4,000 downloads, over three dozen subscribers on Rumble, and... Do you know that our first podcast was November 10th, 2017? I do remember it was 2017, yeah. Yeah. And on that day, we talked about uh, the inept Republican Congress. (laughs) (laughs) My, how things have changed. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Did you go back and listen to that episode? I did listen to some of it. We sound... We sound pretty uh Have we improved at all? Okay, good. We sound smoother now. Okay. That's, I thought you were going to say, yeah, not much has changed. <laughs> Our voices sound the same, but you could tell like we're just not as smooth. You know? Yeah. Like we're almost overthinking it in the first episode. I, I really, I think I wanted to sound very smart. <laughs> it was my first podcast yeah, ever. That's right. And nobody's ever asked me to be on another podcast, right. so. <clears throat> now we've just devolve into being perverted and yeah vulgar yeah exactly now <laughs> you said 133 episodes so this will be the 134th of just you and me not other people all together you're probably about 90 percent. oh okay yeah wow yeah well we've discussed a lot <laughs> yeah i wish we made more of a difference <laughs> what hey three dozen subscribers that's right and oh even bigger we've made 15 cents on rumble now Fifteen cents. That's right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> we. You could say you've made money on a podcast now. Well, I guess you have. <laughs> I could split it with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, put in the marketplace. Anyway, you know every cent counts. Maybe a year from now we'll be up to twenty-five cents. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> yeah. All right, Garrick. So just to. Go back to review 2022. Uh, we'll just briefly talk about this and see if anything made a difference last year. In January of 2022, our episode was about mass formation psychosis. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That long ago, huh? <laughs> that was uh, Robert Malone when he was on yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were talking about it. Like, Isn't that just brainwashing? But that's kind of a cooler name for it. So Yeah, it's a, yeah it sounds more clinical. Yeah. Uh, then on January the 19th episode, the Supreme Court overruled Biden's mandate for uh, vaccines for businesses. Oh, yes, sir. So that was a win. Yeah. Although, if you work for the government, you didn't get a reprieve. 
Yeah, except if you're in the... The healthcare. The post office, I think. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because they were worried that people wouldn't deliver the mail anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a payoff for uh, delivering the, the oh, election. the to... pilots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I say that? Uh... In March of 2022, we discussed What is a Woman by Matt Walsh. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Sort of the twinkle of 2022, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> what a great documentary that was. And uh, it goes to show you how ridiculous those people are. Yeah. yeah, and I think there was a scene. He's talking with some crazy feminist lesbo woman on the street. And uh, he says, are you a cat? And she says, no. And then he says, okay, but can you tell me what a cat is? And of course, she doesn't want to answer that because... You know, she's when you say, "Are you a woman?" You know, we're not going to define what a woman is. Right. So therefore, only a woman could tell you what a woman is. So then he goes, "Well, are you a cat?" And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, like wait a second, you're trying to use logic. <laughs> yeah. And then she didn't answer him. She just walked away. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember that person was a real loser. Yeah. <laughs> they were all losers. They were, yeah. In May of 2022, we watched and discussed 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember you were not too uh, thrilled with the people on the show. Yeah, a great documentary. I just thought they could have had better panelists discussing it. Yeah. I think it was... Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much I thought of them. Uh, well, Dennis Prager. Okay, all right. Eric yeah. Metaxas. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, uh, Charlie Kirk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian Gorka. Gorka, yeah. Gorka. Uh, oh, boy, I thought there was another one. There was one guy who didn't agree, or was that Prager? That was, yeah, so, like, I, I think that a couple, I think that some of the people didn't agree until after they saw the okay. footage, um, and then yeah. they started to change. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, good film. I, I wish... More Republican officials had watched that before the midterms, but apparently they did not. No, or they're part of it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so 2000 Mules, another good documentary. July, we talked about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh, yeah, the, the defining moment of when the left went mad. That's right, and they did attack churches and pro-life groups. They did. Um, although it was not necessarily as... Insane as maybe we thought it was going to be. True. True. Uh, but I would say another win there to a degree. Mm -hmm. In August, we talked about monkeypox. You remember that? Oh, in August we did? Well, that's the date of the episode. August was oh. when the monkeypox was getting a lot of news coverage. Oh, boy. It feels like it's been a long time because that, that showed up for like... A month and then kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the gays got that. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it go from the monkey to the person? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of how HIV went, from what I understand. Yeah. Well, we need to get away from primates, I'll tell you that. <laughs> also in August, we discussed the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> a raid in which... We were told that the National uh, Archives wanted a document back, and they were upset, so they sent the FBI in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, dear. And then, really, from October to November, we were talking politics in the midterms and uh, not quite what we wanted, but, hey, the Republicans are taking over the House, so there's that. Yeah. So that was a year in recap. Why? What a year. What a year, indeed. And, Garrick, as we start the new year... We'll do a little politics and a little bit of predictions because that's what we we do. You know, we think about what's going to happen the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with this. What do you think happens when, or do you think it can happen, where the Republican Party either does not allow Donald Trump to run or DeSantis to run? They simply say, you know what, we're not going to allow them to be on a Republican ballot in the primaries. Do you, could you see that happening? And if it does happen, what what sort of is going to happen here? Um, I don't know. I, I, I suppose just because it hasn't happened in my lifetime doesn't mean it can't. But um, right. it seems odd to me that they wouldn't. Um, I mean, I could certainly... I mean, I, I could, couldn't you see a scenario where... Mitch McConnell mumbles up to the microphone along with the <laughs> RNC and says, we cannot allow Donald Trump to be on the ballot. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I could see that. <laughs> I thought you've, and then Barrasso's going to be behind him. And yeah. <laughs> Barrasso's always behind Mitch McConnell. I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next to John Thune. <laughs> and then uh, Ernest, the, the senator from Iowa, is always Ernest, there. Yeah. Ernest, yeah. Ernest, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, False flag yeah. conservative. Right. Um, you know, the thing is, I, I well, maybe we get to this. I, I think Donald Trump is, I, I really don't see that he's going to be a very compelling candidate. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure that they should really bother with that. I, I think they may as well just let the Democrats win again, which I'm but, sure the establishment Republicans are fine with. Right, right, yeah. So. Uh Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would ever really see them preventing Trump from being on the ballot. Uh, But I do think that they could... They'll be more than happy to to lose again and have Joe Biden or whomever win again. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Joe Biden, we've talked about this for the last two years, and then we talk about it again. Is Joe Biden going to run? He's... Allegedly going to make an announcement soon. Yeah. I say he probably runs. Why not? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have been wrong about this guy <laughs> for three years now. I'm going to say, despite any reason or logic, and, and frankly, biology, I am going to say that he does run again. Yeah. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> Yeah, you know, he probably says we did a lot better in the midterms than we thought. And, you know, Trump seems to be under siege from all angles. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, You know, I I think, uh, hey, like we've said, Kamala Harris is, uh, you know, boy... (laughs) Not intelligent. <laughs> and uh, so she's not really much of a... She, she's not a candidate uh, for president. Right. Uh, Mayor Pete has shown that he's totally inept. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to be, I don't think. Uh, 
I was just going to ask the, the second part of this question. Would anyone challenge Biden? It sounds like you're leaning towards no. A challenge Biden? No, I, I think I don't think Democrats are going to do that. Um, the powers that be will choose who's going to run. And the only person that I can think that would uh, tell him to scooch aside would be Hillary Clinton. Right. <laughs> who I thought would be dead by now. I mean, she was coughing her bought off during the campaign in 2015 and 16 and she uh, might be angling for 2028 Garrick. oh dear oh, <laughs> her and her walker <laughs> wow can you imagine that yeah she'd be at least in her early 80s or mid 80s maybe at that point i think she's she's younger than she's like trump's age she's got like 75 so she would be like 79 80 in 2028 maybe 81 Whew. Wow, she looks so much older. Yeah, well, um, I, you know, in my opinion, uh, I, I would, I, I think Newsom would probably be the most logical. He's, you know, pretty handsome guy. Right. Um, you know, largest state governor. I, I don't know. Seems to me to make sense, but. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think anyone would challenge Biden. And even if they did, the Democrats have a better, well, they have more control over their party, whether you think that's good or bad. But oh, I they think, have a lot more control over their party yeah. than we do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think old Joe will be the nominee. And good Lord, I'm not going to be something. <laughs> Believe that, the old turd. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Liz Cheney. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Liz Cheney. Wouldn't it be something if the Republicans prevented Trump from running and then it was Trump like as an independent versus like Nikki Haley versus Biden? I could see that happening. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be interesting. Either way, Biden would win. They'll find a way to get him over the finish line. Um all right, staking with politics here, we again, another topic that we're revisiting, Ron DeSantis, will he announce he's running? I still say no. I don't think it makes any sense for him to run. It's more likely he'd be Trump's VP than anything. Any updates to your position on that? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of view this as... Um, I don't know, 2024, I, I don't think, I, I think another six years of Democrat politics would pretty much destroy this country. <laughs> so to me, there's no point in waiting for 2028. Um, but yeah, at the same time, <laughs> this, Trump and, isn't going to allow that to happen. Right. Um, he, well, he's going to turn it into a, a bloodbath. Right. And... Um, I think DeSant I could see DeSantis beating him in a primary, but not necessarily uh I don't know that Trump would rally around him, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think Donald Trump needs to just get out of the way. <laughs> well that will not be happening. <laughs> that will not be happening now. Um Yeah, I mean the thing is though is that like Joe Biden's not a compelling person, a compelling candidate, or a compelling candidate. 
Right. So, like, even if you don't think Trump is as good as he was, I mean, look who he's running against, for God's sakes. I mean, holy smoke. So then it just comes back to the whole, well, who counts the votes and the mechanics of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I, I don't... I don't know that there's really a, you know, if we're just going to pretend like these are legitimate elections, then it doesn't matter who runs. (laughs) Kind of depressing, huh? It is depressing. (laughs) I wish I had something better to say, but I don't. (laughs) Well, I I think there's two, two hopes, if you will. Maybe call me a hopeless romantic, but... (laughs) <laughs> Either number one, the first scenario is the country breaks heavily towards the Republicans, much like it broke heavily towards Obama in 2008, in which the margins are so large in 2024 for a Trump-DeSantis ticket that it doesn't matter how many mail-in ballots or drop boxes you have because it's just going to be so overwhelmingly Republican. Mm-hmm. Or the other scenario is you just have Republicans waking up enough in these swing states to sort of clamp down on these ridiculous election issues. Yeah. Um, I hope scenario one happens. I mean, maybe it could. I wouldn't bet on it, but I guess it's possible. It's not like, as I said, not like Joe Biden is so compelling, but... No, no, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) But it's tough because you don't have control of the media. You have big tech. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when you don't have sway in the culture, so... Yeah. I agree. We need Elon Musk to buy uh, <laughs> the New York Times or something. Him <laughs> to buy everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I guess we're going to find out what happens. There's still a lot of time, and well, I guess we'll see. That's the best thing we could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Garrick. I want to talk to you about random things so first off you can tell me how how big or not big of a uh introvert or whether this is anti-social behavior okay so let's just pretend hypothetically that you're invited to a new year's eve party and uh, because the party's a 20 minute drive you kind of say eh i don't want to go i'm just going to stay home Hmm. You know, is that okay? Could you say, yeah, you know, it's totally fine, or does that really sort of make someone very, you know, antisocial? Uh, now, is this uh, something that has happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to name names, Gary. <laughs> sure. I mean, for for twenty minutes away, I, for the biggest party night of the year, I, or at least, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a, I also come at this from not from somebody who's not drinking anymore. Right. So um, I wouldn't go out anyway. I mean, I, I have absolutely no reason to care about a New Year's Eve party. Now, antisocial? Yeah, probably. But what am I going to talk to people about? Right. <clears throat> well, that's the thing, too. It, it's, you could be like, okay, well, I don't necessarily want to drink a lot or drink at all. And, you know, maybe I don't want to be up that late. And unless there's, you know, in my case, eligible women there, you know, what am I really doing there? I'm just going to sit around and talk to people about things I'm not interested in. Right. I mean, we just got through with Christmas. (laughs) 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 We don't need another holiday the next week that we have to do that. 
So yeah, I I agree with that. <laughs> okay. And does it make you antisocial? I suppose it does, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, hallelujah to that. <laughs> yeah. What? Who's to say that that being antisocial is a bad thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I have no. I have no hopes that most people have for an upcoming year. To me, it's just another day. So I have nothing to discuss on that front. When you don't drink, you become a lot less interesting. A lot, a lot, and most people become a lot less interesting to you. And uh, 2022 sucked, but I, I know that I'm probably not going to be around conservatives who would agree with me. So I... <laughs> I don't know what what is there to say. <laughs> so what you're really saying is you, you need to go liquored up or high or something to a party to just be yeah. more interesting. Yeah, I th- that's what parties are. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I was at uh, was at that Christmas lunch for my work that mm-hmm. I told you about, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we were there for. Uh, two and a uh, three and a half hours and it was just like oh you know i got nothing to say to you people i i don't i don't want to talk anymore right to you i right. just want to get on with my life yeah no i respect that yeah yeah i think that's the right way to think about it and yeah okay well then uh we're all squared away there yeah <laughs> our, now uh where, where were you supposed to go <laughs> Uh, there was actually it was just a family party. It was down mm-hmm. in the South Towns, um, which of course brings up the other thing because you said, okay, well, even if I wanted to drink, like I'm past the days of spending the night at somebody else's house. I'm just not doing that anymore. No. So uh, I'd still have to drive home. So I'm not going to drink that much anyway. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's like okay, I'm going to go to the party. I'm going to have one, maybe two beers tops. Eat appetizers and what? Leave at ten thirty or eleven or stay till twelve and then drive home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I want to talk about another social thing. Uh, it involves former Dallas Cowboys head coach Jimmy Johnson. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping that he would come up in this podcast. <clears throat> so Jimmy Johnson, he of course wrote a book, and I happened to read it. So that's why we're talking about this. But anyway, he, through his entire life, he has two sons. He never saw his sons play football. No. Not once, because he was always working, and he was always doing football. You know, Whether he was in college or in the NFL, he was always focused on his job. Yeah. He also said that his family, <laughs> they never had a sit-down dinner. Huh. Even holidays, he, he was out doing football, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, he wasn't around. He was in the office or scouting or watching film or whatever. Wow. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's where I'm getting to. I was, you know, my first reaction is, wow, it's really you know, kind of a bad thing. But you know, I have a certain respect for it, too, because he's basically saying football is what's most important to me. That's what I care about. Now, maybe it sounds bad, but hey, you know what? Maybe not everybody is going to be father of the year or husband of the year, and football is what he cares about. So I have a certain respect for that in the sense that he's 
he says, my mission, my job, my career, that's, that's what's important to me. Yeah, well, when, you have, <laughs> when you're married and you have kids, you know, I'm, I'm all for uh, working hard, but yeah, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're basically a no-show father, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't see the virtue in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, of course, he, he sort of has regrets now, as you might imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of like feminists do <laughs> uh, you know, later on when they're alone and they're almost dead. Yeah, and he has made up with his kids. He spends time with his grandkids. I, I guess the larger point is, okay, yes, maybe he shouldn't have gotten married or had kids if he was just going to do the whole football thing. But I have a certain respect for the 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 tunnel vision, if you will, in his case. I'm saying I'm literally going to be the best at what I do. And it happened to work out for him. It doesn't work out for everybody, but... Yeah, it's... The commitment level to that profession that he had. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it seems like if anything brings that out in people, it's football. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look at Tom Brady. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, at all costs we must win a a game. Right, right. He uh, he. There was one time um, the Cowboys were on a jet. They were waiting for Michael Irvin to show up, and Michael Irvin was late. Irvin was pulling up to the runway, and uh, Jimmy Johnson said, "Take off. We're not waiting for him." I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and then there was another time where. Uh, the Cowboys lost a game that they were supposed to win, and Jimmy Johnson said, "No one gets fed on the plane ride home." Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I just brought that up because you know when we played football, we had a, you know, a coach that was kind of from the same, same background, if you will. You know, no talking on the bus and no smiling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no joy, no happiness. <laughs> I don't know if other sports are like that, so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine, like, the soccer coach being like, Hey, get your shit together! <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, well, that's Jimmy Johnson for you, so. Yeah. It's, he seems more laid back than uh, I would have. Yeah. You know, but he's been doing the show on Fox for, right. you know, 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Survivor, too. With a show where you go into the, the, the wilderness and live. <laughs> Even then, he was probably like X's and O's yeah. in the sand or something. Right. He's like, all right, come on. <laughs> well. Well, I think uh, as we start the year, that's really all I have. I know that you're not the most optimistic about 2023, but... You know, 2022 did have some moments of victory. You know, the Supreme Court ruling and uh, likely two Supreme Court rulings. I had some good documentaries and you know, well, there was uh, some bright spots. And, well, let me ask you, uh, <clears throat> you know, we just came off the worst Wall Street year <laughs> in, uh, since yeah, 2008. And, Trying uh, to be optimistic here. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, being uh, a financial advisor, what uh, what do you see for 2023? 
Sounds like Jerome Powell is uh, yeah. not quite done yet. No, he's not. It's <laughs> a major problem. Because I uh, have looked at my retirement funds, and I've basically come to the conclusion I'll be working the rest of my life. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there's sort of two, two different paths it takes, right? If he, if he comes out and says, listen, interest rate hikes, we're not going to raise them forever. We're closer to the end than we are to the beginning. The market then responds to that and says, oh, thank God he's going to stop raising interest rates and you probably have a rebound in the market. Mm. However, if the interest rate hikes lead to a big recession with job losses, you know, in a big, significant way that might happen. You know, recessions are not good for stocks. Right. Um, so the best that we have to hope for is that we've already had a 30% drop. The Fed is going to slow down on their interest rate hikes. And historically, after big drops, we usually have bounce back years. So I'm going to try to be optimistic and say that we're up closer to 8 or 9%. Hmm. More, more historically normal than what just happened. Um, but until Mr. Powell decides to stop with his rate hikes, it's going to be rough sailing. Yeah. And of course, the, you know, trying to balance uh, inflation versus... Right. Yeah, so that's well, not an easy... <laughs> well, the thing that's, again, this may be going down into the rabbit hole for some of our listeners, but the interest rate hikes haven't actually done anything to get inflation down. Yeah, that's what's so. <laughs> right. That's really what's so discouraging. <laughs> really, what he's trying to do is just cause a recession, so he kills demand. Right. He wants people to stop spending money. So how do we do that? We sink the market and we raise interest rates to get job losses. And, uh, but in terms of actually making an impact on inflation right now, it has not really done anything. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of perverted, right? We want bad things to happen so that inflation will go down. Yeah. Right? We want people to lose their jobs so they stop spending money, and that way we can raise the flag of victory. Hmm. All right. Happy New Year. <laughs> you know what, Garrett? 2023 is going to be a great year. There's going to be a lot of good things that happen, and we're going to go into 2024... And politically, we're going to get our wins. We're overdue. The Bills are going to probably win the Super Bowl. And uh, we're, the good things are around the horizon, believe me. Now, if only one of those things had to happen, which one would you choose? <laughs> which one did I say, Politica? <laughs> would it be the Bills winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, okay, so if it was a choice between... Trump or DeSantis winning the White House or the Bills winning the Super Bowl I would take Trump or DeSantis in the White House. Yeah. Uh, of course, if we we're just talking about 2023, then would I prefer a market crash or the Bills Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might go with the Bills Super Bowl, actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Market's got time to recover, so the Bills may never win again. So oh, That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, all right. All right. All right. Well, oh, maybe one last thing. Uh, you had mentioned to me before coming here that you were at an Indian buffet. Yes. Did you have to, uh, you know, take any medications before you went in there? 
<laughs> like, uh, like we're indigestion yeah. or, <laughs> or diarrhea. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> and where was this? This not Tandoori is that closed, right? So where yeah, is it? It's kebab and curry. And where is it? Well, it's right down the street from where you used to, your place was. It's on Main Street uh, in Harris Hill almost. Oh, okay. And was it actually Indian people serving the food? Uh, well, there wasn't really. It, it was a buffet. Okay. So, but, I mean, it's owned by Indians. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they're, they're definitely Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ask them, Garrick? Yeah, you can just tell. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was uh, I had a, a long story. I had to return something for Joanne at the Galleria Mall. Huh. And I haven't been to the mall in a long time. I've heard it's quite a... Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, like, little Pakistan in there or something, you know? Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the European folk aren't around much anymore. Now it's, it's definitely more of a, an Asian... Central Asia, Africa, that type of environment. Yeah, maybe we should uh, maybe we should move to Switzerland or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure, wonderfully nice people. It, it's just kind of surprising because I don't you don't think of. I mean, why would Buffalo be a destination for foreign immigrants? I I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, for years we heard about you know the border and all that. We. Of course, we heard about refugees from Syria and all that, and I don't know. You and I didn't really notice that being, yeah. you know, Western New York isn't the most diverse place, uh, and at least in terms of that. But yeah, you know, I think it's just been going on for so many years now that yeah, they some a lot of them are, have made it here. Yeah. Um, so it is a bit more diverse. Oh, yeah. The Galleria Mall is very diverse. Yeah. And I, I, I made the return at Macy's, and I said, well, I haven't been in the mall. I'll just walk around for 10 minutes, see what's going on. So I went to the food court. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, I always wanted to eat at the food court. Now I'm like, oh, who would eat at the food court? It's just the smells are bad. The people are gross. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> And they're gross, not necessarily because of their ethnicity, although maybe occasionally that might come into play. But they're just, everybody looks scummy, and they're all wearing sweatpants, and yeah. the tattoos, and the piercings. Just This place is disgusting. What is it with the tattoos on everybody? Yeah. It's like, come on, folks, enough with the tattoos. <laughs> oh. I guess my thing is just, like, you get a tattoo, like... It's on you for life, unless you're going to get it removed, which is a whole other thing. But, like, it's kind of a permanent thing, and it's... Yeah. I, what am I going to get a tattoo of? Uh, Melania Trump? I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. So. Anyway. To each their own. Yeah. But yeah, I heard that the Galleria just isn't what it used to be. It's yeah. not, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, yeah. the pandemic kind of hurt it, and it's just, yeah. it's got, I, I know that the cops have had to go there a few times. Yeah, they're always breaking up fights and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the Eastern Hills Mall, of course, total opposite. Every time I'm in there, there's nobody in there. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, I was any store in business, so. Yeah, no, well, there aren't money. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a woman at the Eastern Hills Mall that does tarot card readings, like, in the middle of the mall. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I know. You imagine if that was your job? You'd, every day you'd go to the mall and sit there and. You imagine if you actually won and got a reading? <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> Adam, you're a real pervert here. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So, all right, folks. Well, I think that's enough. We'll be back for another year of action-packed podcasting. Thanks to all of our fans and listeners. And hey, maybe it's bleak right now, but there's always hope. There is always hope. That's the way we'll end it. All right.